So Wes, some might say I had a bit of a breakdown midweek, but what I'd say is that if it's good enough for Khabib Nurmagomedov, if it's good enough for Britney Spears, it's good enough for John Ellis. I shaved the head. <laughs> yeah, and you're looking you're looking good. It's going to be a treat for uh, for our, our watchers when when they uh, see that. Well, that's it. Yeah. So for everyone listening, we're recording this on today's Tuesday, isn't it, Wiz? It is indeed, John. Tuesday at 12, so there still are a couple of games to go. We're still waiting on the results from the Burnley-Fulham game and the Everton City game. But we'll have a more in-depth, I suppose, stream later this week on the Fantasy Football Hub YouTube channel. Yeah. 8pm on Thursday night, where we'll have a lot more information at our disposal. And we'll probably be a lot closer to pulling the trigger on transfers. Yeah. Today is probably a bit more speculation and uh, taking, well... Tonight's fixtures out of the equation and Champions League fixtures. If I don't know if any of the Premiership teams are playing this week in it, but um, if they have Champions League fixtures, we, we'll know information there. Liverpool are playing yeah. actually, aren't they? Yeah, there's a, a few English teams involved, and there's obviously the Wednesday Premier League game. So yeah, tomorrow as we're recording. But yeah, the good thing is about so yeah, if, just for everyone who doesn't know, you might have seen on Twitter that me and John will be doing. Uh, a fairly reg- well, yeah, very regular live stream on Fantasy Football Hub's YouTube channel. It's usually going to be Thursday, eight PM, but just obviously watch out on Twitter in case uh, you know sometimes it'll be a Friday or whatever. But yeah, for the next few weeks, it's going to be Thursdays, eight PM live stream. And then if if you can't catch that, you can watch it um, anytime before the deadline, and it will still be helpful. So yeah, this is going to be, and we'll have more information later on in the week, like you said, John. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good. Yeah, it's great. I like the live stream stuff, you know, because. Me and you're sitting here talking, and when people have submitted questions, there's less yeah. chance for people to kind of come back and call you on your bullshit or come back in and compliment what you're saying. Whereas in the YouTube comments, I find it great engaging with people yeah. who listen. Um, and obviously, Hub is a big following, so there's a lot of a lot of really knowledgeable people around there chipping in. So yeah, yeah, eight p.m. on Thursday if you want to have a listen to us talking live and uh, come and throw us some abuse or or praise. Yeah. Um, at least drop in and, and throw us a like. And, and let the hub guys know that you like us being there, or both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, like you said, John, I just want to pick up on something that you said there. It was really interesting. Like you said, the main thing that we're hoping to do is it's going to be very, very interactive. We're going to go there and we're going to answer questions that come in live uh, and go into detail and back and forth with people. And we'll be maybe we'll be discussing something and then we'll say, you know, guys, what do you think of, you know, Wes thinks this, John thinks that. What do you guys think? And then we'll see people in the comments and then we'll respond like that. So it's going to be really interactive. It's going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to it. I've just thought of this, though, is this, we're doing this on Thursday night today. The Europa League's back, so Arsenal will actually be playing. There'll be a lot of football that I'm very interested on going on because um, I follow European football on the wider scene. Ajax are playing Lille, which should be a good game. Napoli yeah. are playing. Uh, Villarreal actually play Salzburg, which should be a fun game to watch. So that'll all be go- we'll be counting that down and, and talking about that as things happen. If Aubameyang gets another hat-trick, he probably won't play, to be fair. He's d- doubtful, but... Uh, Arteta says there's a chance so it'd be good to keep our eye on that and we can talk about what happened in the Spurs game yeah. maybe Kane or Son will be injured and that'll affect our plans who knows yeah exactly um, so there, there's a lot happening so again we'll just reiterate we're recording this at 12 o'clock on Tuesday um, should all be pretty good I'd imagine but just if you want a more up to date thing pop in on Thursday as well 8pm and before we get into the podcast the other thing we'd recommend you do is download the app. The link is in the description for Fanslide. It's completely complimentary to FPL and it's the world's first in-play fantasy football game. This week, uh, on Friday, they have 100 quid up for grabs in Watford and Derby. So if you're a championship uh, fan, off you go. Um, on Saturday, they have 100 quid up for grabs in the Liverpool-Everton game. And on Sunday, 100 quid up for grabs in the Arsenal City game. And I'll just reiterate, it's free to play. Uh, Wes, did you have a go at any other competitions last weekend? Yeah, I'm always on it. So yeah, I love it. It's good fun. And uh, yeah, good bit of crack. And um, like you said, it's free to play and you've got a chance of winning money. So if there's ever a chance of winning money and it's you know and there's nothing to pay to enter, I'm all over that. Yeah, sounds good. Well, look, go and download the app from the link in the description. And let's get into the show. Okay, Wes, we'll kick off the show with some questions. we got loads of questions. You only put out for these one hour and two minutes ago, and there's like 25 questions there. So, guys, you are listening to us. Thank you so much for the engagement. Uh, we called for it last week, and 
by God, you have responded, which is yeah. bad because now we won't be able to answer them always. <laughs> I know, yeah. So sorry if we don't get to every single question, but we do appreciate it. And they've, literally every single question has been great. So thank you. Yeah, so the, the, we, do, we tend to just kind of go from on a first come, first served, or we just kind of scatter gun and pick random ones. We're, we're not picking favourites here. Um, yeah. Exiled FI, first one at the top of my list anyway, says, are we now talking about Aubameyang for the first time since September? Yeah, like like you touched on in the intro, John. Um, he might. The, the last news I saw on Aubameyang was that uh, I think he's being assessed because of the he got kicked a couple of times near the end, towards the end of the Leeds game, where he obviously got that hat trick. Um, but even regardless of that, I wouldn't be looking at him because he doesn't have any double game weeks coming up. His fixtures are pretty poor as well. It was like Man City. Um, I think they've got Burnley in there, who are you know doing fairly well defensively. A couple of other tough fixtures as well. Um, for Arsenal yeah so it's Man City Leicester away doing decent defensively Burnley away Tottenham at home for Arsenal and then where I do get interested in Aubameyang would be week 29 where Arsenal one of only six teams confirmed to have a game Tottenham and Villa should also get added to that according to predictions but yeah at the minute blank game week 29 looks a perfect time to jump on Aubameyang once the doubles are out of the way Mm, definitely worth considering down the line he was everyone's favourite coming into the season Yeah, moved to midfield we all thought it was madness and now yeah look at him he's disappeared all season in his villa drinking cocktails I don't know yeah. what, what does he do like burning money to keep yeah. himself warm just having a ball doing a Gareth Bale on us really Yeah, but he got a hat trick maybe he's back so definitely worth talking about him anyway I'd say exiled and at least on the watch list Maybe yeah. longer term. Yeah, on the watch list, see how he gets on over these next few. I think we want to be, especially due to his price as well, You know, we're going to be wanting to target in those double game week players. But yeah, like I said, in week 29 onwards, that's when I'll be considering some like Aubameyang, maybe Saka from Arsenal, even Smith-Rowe for a cheapie. Tierney, if he's fit, he does have a lot of injury problems, it seems. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely be considering Arsenal down the line. Maybe your boy Odegaard, is it? Is that how you say it? Um, he starts getting game time, yeah. Yeah, he's got some... He got a, Good chunk against uh, Leeds off the top of my head. I want to say around 70, 75 minutes. Did he get any set pieces? I didn't catch that game. <sighs> I'm, not, I'm not sure, actually. Um, I'd be interested to know what set pieces he gets, you know. Yeah, so again, this is a good time to just w- watch Arsenal over the next few games. The tough fixtures, um, and they don't have double. So yeah, watch them, see how they get on. But yeah, don't bring any of their players in yet, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm just looking there to try and see if I can see anything in the commentary. I'll do that later in yeah. my own time. Rich FPL, naturally all eyes are on players that have doubles right now, but yeah. are there any teams or players that you've noticed that are potentially flying under the radar? So in terms of play, uh, teams flying under the radar, Leicester have got a predicted double game week in double game at 26. Um, it's looking likely that they'll be playing Arsenal and Burnley. And the way Leicester are playing at the minute, I'd see that as... I kind of see them having any good fixtures. And then after that, even if they have singles, it's going to be Brighton and then Sheffield United. Uh, and Aston Villa this week. So, yeah, Leicester are... Obviously, they're putting a really good performance against Liverpool. Barnes on the score sheet and an assist. Vardy on the score sheet. Uh, Madison on the score sheet. Defenders-wise, uh, obviously, Justin's injured now. So, not really sure if I'd be going to their defence. You could probably find, you know, justified bringing in a defender there for sure. But I don't think I will. But, yeah, um, I think Leicester are kind of flying under the radar. We're all kind of talking about... Aston Villa, Spurs, Leeds and obviously Southampton have this double this game week, etc. So it is hard to bring in a Leicester player right now because you're more than likely going to want someone like Danny Ings or a third Leeds player or something like that. But yeah, Leicester for me are the team to watch. What about you, John? Do you know, most teams obviously are in the conversation for um, four doubles. West Ooh. Ham aren't. Um, and they've got Tottenham and Man City here, so I'd probably be dodging yeah. them. Although we all have yeah. our suit checks yeah. in our Cresswell, so it's tough. It is yeah. tough. Um, I like the Leicester shout because, honestly, I haven't really thought about this too much, and I've just thrown this question out there. I'm going to be wildcarding this week and going aggressive for a bench boost in 26. And my yeah. kind of plan tentatively now is to go um, to get the two Spurs boys in, keep my two Aston Villa lads and add another one. And then other yeah. than that, I'm probably going to have a couple of Leeds lads to cover me for 29. And then it's going to be a bit of, hmm, who do I want here? But Leicester looked like I could be at least getting one in. I could at least yeah. be getting... I'd say, I, well, i definitely get Barnes. I'll probably definitely get Barnes. And then probably definitely. I like probably it. definitely. And then I'll... Yeah. 
I don't think I have another of room for Madison too, but I think Vardy and Barnes would be a solid, solid two players to have going into yeah. like Villa, Arsenal, Burnley, Brighton, Sheffield. Yeah, I'd probably put Barnes as my number one Leicester pick, then possibly Madison, but I wouldn't maybe. It's hard to probably. It's probably hard to fit both. Madison's goal was a wee fluky one. Uh, yeah, he kind of he he was aiming for that sort of near post. If if it gets a touch, then obviously he gets the assist. If it doesn't, it goes straight in. So, but it wasn't a shot. Um, do you know, it was a. I'll bang this in there where someone's going to get a wee a wee nudge on it. Like he wanted someone to touch it. Yeah, well, I guess it's one of those cross shot. What he said in the after match, uh, post match interview, is that he, he was almost. I can't remember the words he used, but yeah, he was kind of shooting of that area. If it gets a touch then great. If not, then it's got a chance of going in. Mm. So it was fairly clever. But yeah, like you say, it's kind of lucky that it, it did fly straight in. It could have ended up being an assist, but you know, that's still still a return against Liverpool. So you wouldn't have minded that as an owner. But other than Leicester, I do also like Fulham. I've liked them for a few weeks now. They are looking... Here we go. Back at their Adam Ola Lukman. Here we no, go. No, go. no, 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 actually. Uh, you've got me all wrong. I actually have got... I've still got Lukman just as a... a uh, because I haven't managed to get rid of him yet. But no, Lookman's not the player I do like. I like the looks of, obviously, Josh Maginow. It's easy to say that when he scored two goals. However, his goals have been really good. From FPL, I love when strikers get those goals because uh, he's just literally in the six-yard box for tappings. Some goals that like I, I kind of associate Sterling getting. Um, obviously, I know Sterling doesn't play number nine, but Sterling kind of getting those tappings that like you know passed across the goal. And then the other one, he was following in on a shot. None of the defenders followed in. And again, like the commentators say, oh, another tapping. But no, he's he's put himself in those positions. Like Gary Lineker used to do all those years ago. If you see all these highlights, they're all tappings, but it's not luck if you do it over and over again. I also like Aina, who got the assist in that game. He got a really good goal early on in the season. He's cheap. He's not going to get you know a bucket load of attacking returns, but... Um, he's just a cheap defender and they're playing well defensively and Ariola, uh, and it's looking like and the reason I like Fulham is because they're likely to have a double at some point over the next uh, few game weeks maybe not maybe they will um, and uh, importantly they're playing game week 29 which like I said earlier there's not many teams that do play in 29 so they're good price they're on good form they're fighting for their lives they're keeping clean sheets Ariola usually gets some save points um, played really well against Everton, obviously. So, and they might have that that golden ticket of a double, and then also playing in twenty nine. Because if you take your ball, if you take your eye off the ball in terms of game at twenty nine, you get you're going to end up. If you haven't got a free hit, this is like you know, me and you don't have our free hits. If you don't keep one eye on a game at twenty nine, you're going to end up having a really bad game week that week. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the Josh Major shout is interesting. It'll be nice to see how he fits in there and how he goes going yeah. forward. But I think if you're looking for a Fulham player. He was played out and out striker and he got two goals on his, well, it was his second yeah. appearance, but his first kind of full debut, wasn't first, it? First start, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, some of you might remember him from Sunderland Till I Die, if you've watched that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, yeah, great great documentary. I love that. It was. It was very good. So we'll move on, Wes, to the next question. Uh, FPL yeah. Cantona, if, like me, you're considering a wild card, I am Cantona. Are there any essential teams or players to cover off? Currently looking at coverage from who I think will do well or has doubles, but currently no Salah. Am I a fool? Keep up the work, good work. And this is a question I wanted to pose to you, Wes. So so fair play, Cantona. Yeah. I'm looking at the wild card and I'm thinking like there's a lot of people I want to get in here. Liverpool aren't playing great. Everton, Sheffield, United, Chelsea. Not bad fixtures, but not great either. Chelsea look a bit better at the minute. And it's like, it'd be nice to have them. But to really avail of a double sort of of a bench boost in twenty six, I want to have fifteen players that are going to get me points. Yeah, I'm going to need cash. Is Salah the logical place to take that cash from? Yeah, potentially. So I'm kind of in two minds about this. So in terms of Liverpool, like you said, aren't playing very well recently, but Salah's stats and actual returns as well over the last few are, are absolutely fine. Like he's he's doing well despite Liverpool not doing well. And his top we goals. We actually talked about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, his top goal scoring in the league this season as well by a good four goals. And in terms of double, you know, he's, he's a player that rarely gets rotated, which is handy when the fixtures are congested. You know, you could go for a double, like for example, I've got three City players in this double game week coming up. But am I confident? Sorry, the double game week we're currently in, I should say. But am I confident? You know, Sterling, Gundogan, and Cancelo will play this second game? Absolutely not. Um, 
but yes, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one because if, yeah, if you've got your bench boost and you want to spread those funds around, you could go something like Salah to Son, save yourself, what, three-ish million. And therefore, instead of your bench being uh, cheapos, you could have you know the next step up on your bench for all those sort of positions. So instead of a you know a 4.5 defender, for example, you could get uh, maybe spend half a million more and get Luke Shaw or something or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to play this. If and Salah's not back those, you know, a couple of seasons ago, like you had to have Salah because everyone was going to captain him. He was scoring 32 goals, 12 assists and just breaking FPL records. But at the minute, he's a, he's a great option, of course, but because of that price tag and spreading funds, you could potentially weigh it up as Salah and three cheaper players versus four more rounded players. And yes, Salah might continue to score well, but as a process, as a collective, your bench players or whoever, the rest of your squad will hopefully make up for any, anything Salah gets, if that makes sense. And equally, yeah, something like Salah to Saad or Salah to Rashford or whatever it might be, those players might also match Salah. So yeah, it's definitely not, uh, you're not foolish to do it, but, but you're also not foolish to keep. Something just to reference here, we're kind of doing all this talking about double game weeks and planning ahead and who's doubles off Ben Krellen's fixture planner. Yeah. I think it can be found through Fantasy Football Hub. Um, but... Yeah, because there'll be a lot of people. I think I even mentioned this, and I didn't let on. There's a couple of people in one of the mini leagues I'm in, um, and they'd mentioned about, I was saying how I'm going to wildcard into 25, and I think yeah. the reply was, I think it was Damien. I don't know if you're listening, Damien. We were playing some Call of Duty the other night, and I think he said something like, wildcarding? Sure, there's no doubles coming up. Is that not mad? Or like, like what are you wildcarding for was kind of what he was saying. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Just have a yeah. feeling. I was like, I'm not fucking yeah. telling these guys anything. But yeah, you've got to lie to you, mate. You have to listen Help. to the podcast yeah. if you want the inside information on my team and captaincies and stuff. Brandy, yeah, cough, absolutely. cough. But it's one of those that's like, yeah, guys, they aren't published on the FPL site at the minute, but Ben Crellin's uh, kind of the guru when it comes yeah. to predicting this shit. And he says there's a 95 to 99% chance that there's a bunch of okay. game weeks going ahead. So maybe check yeah. out on Twitter. Uh, ben Crowley. Yeah, so I've just uh, I've just retweeted with a pointing arrow down a quote retweet from the FPL Double Up account at twelve forty on the sixteenth of Feb. If you know if you listen to this at a later date, find that retweet, and it's the most up to date information we've got. And just to read that out, um, just very quickly with the teams who are, I'll just go through the ones who are looking very likely to have a double. So in twenty six eyes, so it's Man City, Aston Villa, Tottenham, Everton, Burnley, Man United, Crystal Palace, Leicester. Liverpool and Chelsea but like I said go to our Twitter page whilst you listen to this I've just retweeted it and it makes a lot more sense whilst you're listening very good and make sure you follow us while you're there we know which is our yes. like um, <laughs> so yeah did we actually answer the question there I think we kind of did yeah we did kinda. we talked about uh, Salah no Salah yeah great we'll move yeah. on Yeah. Um, there's going to be wild card chat coming a bit later in the show we've lots to cover uh, Paul Gundogan seems to be the city attacker of choice currently for most people with so many double game weeks coming for City, how would you manage that situation if he's now ruled out for a few weeks with injury? Would it be yeah. would it have to be a switch uh, to Foden, given he's the only one at a similar price? And he's actually went in and elaborated on this in a tweet a wee bit after saying, okay, I guess that question was badly timed. There's been a tweet from Man City report saying, breaking, Kevin De Bruyne is back in full training yeah. at Man City today. So he's back in full <laughs> training. You'd imagine it will take him... A little bit of time to get back. I don't know if he'd be back in time for next week, but I suppose this is the the killer of us recording now. Maybe in our stream on Thursday night, we'll have a bit more information on on KDB. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting if he's maybe on the bench for the uh, the second game in this double game week. So game week twenty four, they're playing Everton, aren't they? If he can get twenty thirty minutes off the bench in that game, then yeah, it's obvious that he's kind of back. But I get, I don't know, will he will he have his manage his minutes managed a little bit? Maybe. Um, so yeah, De Bruyne is a wait and see so far. And also, like I've been pretty vocal on De Bruyne this season. Like He's played a lot of minutes and he's still only managed the one goal in open play. He's obviously got a shitload of assists and I love him as a player. Uh, but his finishing this season hasn't been as good. That's just that's just a fact, really. Um, but yeah, I do, I do still like Foden. The thing with Foden is he just seems to continually sort of disappoint. He gets his big hauls when no one's really got him in their teams. Then people transfer him in. He either gets rested or he blanks. Then people get him out and it's a vicious cycle. But I do believe in Foden as a player. It's just whether you've got to have a strong sort of stomach to go Foden because Gundogan's been fairly nailed on, hasn't he? He's been kind of a rock mm. in that City team. Whereas Foden's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we we literally talk, we basically, 
were chatting about this off air, John, before we even seeing the question, like literally before recording, weren't we? And we were both kind of talking at Foden, but now I'm just kind of, I don't know about Foden. I'm a bit wary. Um, and especially now with De Bruyne back, don't know on that one. I yes. actually didn't realise, sorry, I've just noticed how long it's been since City lost a game. Yeah, it's crazy. Twenty <laughs> fifth of November. They last lost on the twenty first of November. Yeah, they're on a really, really, really Jeez. good one. Jeez, like, and they've won the last since they haven't drawn or lost yeah. since the nineteenth of December, and there's been a and lot I of think, football. Does that include? Are you looking at cup games as well? Uh, in that, yeah, Cheltenham yeah. there. There's the yeah. Manchester United Man City game and the EFL. Um, yeah, so yeah. Try and answer. Try and answer Paul's question a bit better than what we've done because I've kind of sat on the fence, but. I think if gun one's out, you, you're still going to want to. I still think you're going to want at least two or three, yeah, two at least two city players because they're going to have a lot of doubles and they're on amazing form. So, the likes of Cancelo, maybe you could go for the likes of Cancelo, Diaz, and and Sterling, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it, there's nothing wrong with getting Foden. He could do really well, like we've seen against Liverpool. And if he can stay in that team, he's going to be a nice differential for your teams because there'll be a lot of people like me who are a bit scared to bring him in. And if he can, if he can bang, it's going to be really beneficial. But I think if you bring him in and he gets benched one game, don't just sell him because of that. I think you can have to expect that to happen a fair amount throughout the season. It's just the killer. Like I mean, Gundogan's out, but it's kind of a different player. And I know Foden is can yeah. be play kind of attack a mid, but in that team, you know, with the likes of Bernardo Silva who can drop in there, we've got Sterling, we've got Mares. We've got Ferran Torres. There's Gabriel Jesus looking up top. I don't know where Aguero's sitting yeah. with his fitness. KDB's sniffing around, coming back. Yeah. Fernandinho, I don't know how far away he is. Maybe coming into a holding role, but Rodri's still, still fit. It's like, I just yeah, don't a lot think... There's players to squeeze in. I don't Especially think... like you said, Aguero... Sorry, yeah, just Aguero and G. Like, Aguero was on the bench last game, so that sort of hints to me that he's getting at least close to having some game time. And like you said with Jesus, so yeah, there's positions... A lot of positions to fight for for those sort of attack-minded yeah. players. I just don't think the Gundogan injury makes Foden any easier a call, is what I suppose I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, if we look at his last five, 90 minutes, 25 minutes, 90 minutes on the bench, 90 minutes, and then it goes like 51 minutes, yeah. 90, 90, 31, and it's just like, ugh. That's what I don't like. I really like players who are nailed. But the other side of that is, I mean, with Man City and the form they're in and Phil Foden and the player he is, while he hasn't necessarily done too much in the 25-30 minute appearances he's had, there's nothing to say he couldn't come on and get a goal and assist from the 60th minute on in a game. Yeah, he's got it in his locker. So yeah, if that if that happens. And um, I think if you're going to have Foden for those times where he misses out completely, you want a decent sub one. You don't want to have complete dross on your bench anyway, but especially with, with Ma- if you're going to have Man City players, you do really want that, um, a decent sub one option. Absolutely. Well, we'll move on to another question. Thomas James says, the best Tottenham defender to buy. Obviously, a lot of people will be looking to go, we're all looking at these fixtures and we're going, geez, Spurs. Spurs have a fixture in 29 and they've also yeah. got a double game week. I need I need triple Spurs. Kane's an easy pick. Son's an easy pick. Should I pick a defender, another midfielder? And then we're kind of like, oh, what do we pick? So, yeah. would you pick any of them? So, no, none of their defenders. So, yeah, if you do want triple Spurs, the only way I see of doing it and I'm not even saying it's necessarily a good idea because save points aren't that you know pretty scarce and Spurs aren't playing that well defensively at the minute however if I had to go for a Spurs defender it would actually be their goalkeeper and not any of their defenders because um, if you look at Spurs Reguillon's injured uh, again butchering the name like always um, so yeah I'd go Loris out of any of them but then you know you could make an argument that there's cheaper keepers out there with you know there's Martinez who you're going to want um, but maybe Martinez and Loris on and Loris on a bench boost, but then you've got two keepers in twenty nine that is unnecessary. So yeah, and then like people like uh, Dyer hasn't got a goal or assist this season. Uh, out of out of minutes have been pretty sketchy. Uh, didn't play against City. Um, so yeah, Aurea's got a knock. Reguilon's out. Davies hasn't got an attacking return and seems to lose his place. Do you know who I wouldn't pick? I wouldn't pick, but who looked interesting at 0.1%. And this is going to be one of those John calls, okay? Go on. Eric Lamella. I'm not picking him, and I do not recommend anyone picks him. Please don't pick Lamella, but I'm just saying, he looked half decent in the last game I seen him play. That's all I'm saying. Don't pick him. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, he hasn't played (laughs) much this season. He's played the first time he's started two games in a row this season has been the last two games. So it looks like he's fought his way back into the side. 
Um, like, run a mile, don't touch him. Probably shouldn't even yeah. mention him in an FPL podcast. But, whereas with top 20k at the minute, I'm allowed to do what I want. Um, you are. Yeah, I'm just. Touch, we'll touch on our team soon as well, actually. Yeah, we're, we're both after doing the questions. Okay. Uh, but yeah, sorry, I completely bought it in. But bottom line for me is, I, I'm looking to be getting in two Spurs. I'd take three if I could, but there's no one else I want, so I'm not going yeah. to. I think Ndombele looks like a cracking player, but there's a cracking player and there's a cracking FPL player, and he's certainly yeah. not the latter. Yeah. So, yeah, agree with all that, hundred percent. And yeah, don't think there's any defenders. If you if you're adamant about the triple up, maybe Loris. But again, I don't love him as FPL pick. But I think that's the only way you're going to get that triple Spurs. If you were adamant on it, it would be Loris for me. Mm. Obviously, Kane and Son, we don't need to talk about them. FPL, Tyler Durden. Um, a nice Fight Club Great name. reference there. I actually only watched Fight Club for the first time ever about... T- when did I? Two months ago? Really? Yeah, mid-December. I was... I've watched... You've watched it millions of times. Love it. I do you know what, right? I'm going to make one of those calls and people are going to hate or love me. There's movies like Fight Club, uh, Pulp Fiction... I don't know. These movies that are just so fucking crazy that it's like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah, I don't. I'm, I, <laughs> I don't I'm with you on pulp. It. I'm with you on pulp fiction, but I'm definitely not with you on Fight Club. I like Fight, Fight Club, Club, like I really liked it, no, but it just, I just got it, but then started not getting it and felt lost, and then I kind of got it at the end, and I got it, and I liked it, and it was. I think when you you look at it and think of the time that it was it was released. You know the cinematic effects and the CGI and stuff that it used were obviously amazing for the time. And you know it was very left. It, Meatloaf was in it. He was the guy with the big tits, wasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. Meatloaf was in it. Good movie. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't regret watching it, but I wouldn't be rushing to watch it again. Yeah. So if you disagree with John, tweet him some abuse to our do yeah to his account. I'm all and, about it. Uh, <laughs> but no, fair enough. Yeah, it's good to. Uh, you can't just like it just because everyone else does. But I do genuinely like that. I, I do agree on Pulp Fiction though. Yeah, I love it. Anyway. Back to FPL. <laughs> yeah, is a Leeds triple up. Bamford, Rafinha slash defender. Um, sustainable for game week 25 through to at least 29. So, yeah. For me, yeah. I'm I'm really looking at this. I have Bamford. I have Dallas. I don't want to get rid of either. I've had them both for a fair bit of time. I've built up a good bit of value. Not that that's something I really care about this season. But, I mean, I've had these guys half a season. And there's probably like half a million in Bamford. While they aren't on for the double game week um, in 26, they have the double in 25 to make up for it, and they're meant to be playing in 29. Yeah. So And they've also got Villa, West Ham in the meantime. Chelsea's not a great fixture, but with Leeds, it could be a 4-3. You never know. So I would be looking at Dallas and Bamford, and I'm going to bring in a midfielder. My my sort of decision I have to make, Wes, is while Rafinha seems just like a cheat code, easy pick, and I love him, and I think he's an immense player, by the way, I really, yeah. really do. I, I used to watch a bit of him um, before he came to Leeds. But Jack Harrison, yeah, he's got three goals in his last five as well, and he looks good. So it's a Harrison Rafinha toss up for me. Yeah, I saw I saw a stat that like I think it was something it was something along these lines. It might be slightly wrong, but it, it paints the picture anyway. It was something like from from game week thirteen onwards, Harrison scored maybe I think it was five goals, and in in that time period. No striker, and if you remember, Harrison's obviously a midfielder. No strikers even scored that amount of goals. And if you think about the quality strikers there are, um, so yeah, it was, it was something along those lines. So yeah, Harrison, I agree with you on that one. He's also got a few assists this season, I believe. Um, but yes, definitely. The, what was the original question again? Something about is it sustainable? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And again, off air, John, I want to bring you up on what you something you said that could be a good idea um, of having. You know, we're both potentially, well, you're definitely wildcarding this week. I am 90% sure I am as well. So bringing in three leads for the um, on the wildcard. And like you, I've had Bamford and Dallas for a long time. Dallas is 100% the best defender to have. He's been playing in midfield. When he plays in defence, he gets forward and attacks anyway. He's scored, scored a fair amount of goals this year and a fair amount of assists. So Dallas is definitely the defender of choice. Uh, but yeah, what you said off air, which was interesting, and I like, I potentially like it anyway, is having if you've got the bench boost and obviously you want to capitalize that in week 26 having three villa sorry having three leads players against a decent villa team you know maybe you only want two there so you could use your transfer and get in another double game week player um and then when it comes to 29 again maybe bringing that leads player back in so it does use up a lot of transfers which is something i don't usually like but when it using up transfers to capitalize on double game weeks i'm i'm, I'm okay with that yeah it- 
that's it because we're all going to want these triple leads for 25 but then you've got Villa, West Ham, Chelsea all of which are pretty solid teams this year while yeah. other teams might have a decent double and then a couple of shite teams like and then maybe another double as well do you know like Leeds switching yeah. out Rafinha to a Barnes could be it's probably actually the shout yeah probably is the shout that's something I'm going to look at I know there's a bit of a dis- discrepancy I think there in their values but yeah uh, I think that answers Tyler Durden's question there's millions of questions here Wes I had one more written down I think uh, but I think even more have come in since we started recording so again look genuinely thank you so much for taking the time to submit a question it's just that's brilliant to see the engagement in fairness it's just a shame we can't answer them all get there on Thursday night and we'll answer your question if you yeah. were able to create a new chip in FPL, what would it do? Or what chip would you remove from the game and why? We discussed this with General when he was on. Do you want to fly that one? Just quick answer. What was it again? Um, I think we uh, we kind of touched upon removing captaincy. It wasn't so much removing... And I think General said he'd remove all the chips and take it back to what FPL was maybe four years ago now, I want to say. I think we've had chips for a good three or four years. I could be wrong. Started off with an all-out attack, all attack chip, which they then changed for the free hit chip. I do like the free hit chip because it means that, you know, when a big blank game week's coming up, you don't have to like stockpile dross players just for that game week. You can kind of keep playing your FPL game and then mm. do a one week thing. Um, so possibly get rid of the triple captain because I, I remember last year I, I was actually on the fortunate side of it. A lot of people did. There was a mini double game week with Liverpool and Mane and Salah were both in good form and it was Liverpool with the double. Um, and I triple captain Salah some people triple captain Mane Mane never gets injured really he went off injured in the first I game remember didn't that. play the second game yeah so he had one tripled up to three and I had Salah with a 15 pointer which isn't obviously you know groundbreaking but it's pretty good 15 I think it was 15 something like that tripled up to 45 so you know that's big big swings there on what is essentially luck I guess you could say Salah was the better pick because of you know he scores more he assists more he has, he's on penalties but you know, on it, without that injury, who knows what Mane could have done the damage and Salah might not have. So I did feel a bit lucky on that one. And when it's, it's already, you're already fortunate enough to be on that side of things when it's a, just a regular captaincy call to then add the triple, you know, an extra score on for that player. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't really like the triple captain because I don't like captaincy full stop that, you know, if someone hits a big triple captain, then it kind of sways it unfairly on their overall rank, if that makes sense. Mm. yeah it's I think in terms of chips and stuff what would I remove from the game I do I do kind of like that idea I think a lot of people love captaincy and it kind of it, it creates a lot of engagement and a lot of people talking about their picks each week and a lot of yeah banter and fun comes from that but I do think it adds an element of luck into a game which should probably be as much skill as possible I think it just adds another variable Um. so yeah the chips well they can help you out whatever I'll talk about one that I would add and it's not that I th- I've thought this out particularly but it's just an interesting idea that came up I think from that podcast we did with General it was like the millionaire takeover type one where it's like for one game it's yeah. like a free hit but you've no bank balance so you could have you could stack it with all the big boys like that's yeah. fun but is it good for the game I don't know I don't know um, but yeah we'll, we'll move on I think Where's if you're ready yeah yeah. so just uh, should we go on to um, you're probably going to say this anyway but there's a couple of questions about captaincy so we can kind of yeah. do a little captaincy section so what I have here that we need to cover is just wild card like rough wild card squads what we're doing a lot of people will be doing that and even if you're not into a wild card if you're looking to transfer people in we'll be talking through players that might be good to think about for the next sort of four to six weeks um, yeah. captaincy I would, the only th- in fact I can polish this one off now all I wanted to do was just reiterate to people that the Champions League's back and the Europa League's back we've referenced yeah. it once or twice just be aware of it rotation's going to come back in those premium teams and watch out for injuries midweek we've been saying it all season make your transfers late in the game week it's even more important now that's all I'll say uh, that's that little thing scratched out we were going to just cover our teams and our position that'll only take us a couple of minutes we don't want to bore people and yeah. And then we've a like, actually I'm going to throw in a nice little deep analogy that we talked about on WhatsApp earlier in the week. We're going to close the show with that, Wes. Cool. Looking forward to it. So, do you want to go captaincy or wild card first? Let's touch upon wild wild card just wild because card. we're both we're both going to be doing it, and maybe on our Thursday night stream we'll go. We can actually be a bit more visual, can't we? And actually pull up. Yeah. We can actually build a squad on screen, which is a nice, fun thing to do. But at the minute I'm yeah, like I, you're definitely you know you're 100 percent committed to it. I am. Just 90%, and that's only because 
hopefully the fixtures do get announced this week and if there's some curveballs in there and if I get lucky in terms of my actual current setup I might be able to be in a good position without the wild card but that's pretty unlikely so I will almost certainly be wild carding but um, yeah I don't know how you want it. do you want to like talk through a whole 15 squad or is that going to be too long well I'll just come straight out of the bat and say I'm definitely having gone into 25 wait there let me just check this if I got this wrong no gone into 25 so my wild card for game week 25 which is obviously planning ahead to 26 I'm going to have the three leads 425 probably take one of them out 426 yeah. probably Rafinha I'm going to have triple Villa um, they have the double I already have two of them I'm going to throw another one in and I'm definitely going to have Kane and Son yeah. outside that it's kind of up in the air yeah so a kind of a, a like a, I yeah I, I agree with all that I'd definitely get Martinez in because he's definitely the best keeper this year and they've got like like you said you want Villa players because of their double and then they play well they hopefully play in blank 29 so yeah I'll, I'll be looking at players like Martinez I touched on Ariola earlier I like him. It means you've got two playing keepers, um, uh, and and again they potentially might double. Blah blah blah. But again, we you know this can change over the over the days as the fixtures get announced. Then in defence, I'd possibly get in the likes of a target type player if I don't want to get a Grealish. Um, maybe Diaz Cancelo. Maybe I'll try and squeeze an expensive City mid, but I'd probably want Son Salah, Gundogan, assuming his injury isn't too bad. Um, and then also the likes of Luke Shaw's a really good option at the minute. They'll have a double. He's cheap-ish, only five mil. Maybe maybe Rudiger. Um, I've seen people sn- uh, fantasy football community Holly Shan. She's been sniffing around Rudiger. I've seen yeah. her draft and and yeah, she had Rudiger he, in it. Yeah, he's the good thing about Rudiger is he looks like he obviously wasn't playing under Frank. Now he's uh, pretty nailed under Tuchel, and he's only four point six million. Chelsea are keeping clean sheets. Um, and I guess in the past, has he had some attacking threat? I'm not too sure. Uh, he did almost in the game. Obviously, it's Tuesday, so the game, the Monday night football game, he um, was sort of close to grabbing the assist or the goal for Timo Werner's goal. He kind of tapped in the rebound, but it was already over the line. So I guess that shows that you know he's he's getting in the box from corners, and he might he might get you a goal that way. Speaking um, of resurging Chelsea defenders, Marcus Alonso, an old FPL favourite, yeah. back in the. I don't know, 2017, 2018 season, he had seven goals, two assists. The year after, yeah. two goals, eight assists. He had a couple of big, big years. Yeah. Um, in the last four games, he has scored 28 points. Yeah, and he's another one that since, two, like, he was out in the cold under Frank. Now, uh, he seems to be the, yeah, the left wing back of choice. But I do still fear for rotation there. Mm. So, revert, like, he... Apparently, Tuchel, you probably know more about Tuchel, but he likes playing with a big squad. He has a big squad at Chelsea. If you see their bench yesterday, it was insanely good. Um, and therefore, virtually all their assets I'm kind of wary of, apart from I don't think he's going to rotate someone like Rudiger. You know, is Ben Chilwell going to sit on the bench every single game this season, or will he and Alonso rotate? Therefore, as much as we love Alonso, I don't think we can go there, in my opinion. Um, you know, it, I could get proved wrong, and you know, maybe he does play every single game. I don't know, but it seems like too much of a risk for for myself, a risk averse player. Strikers, I want to touch upon actually. Just uh, Danny Ings has got a double this game week. Back on form with a goal in the cup. Back on form with a goal in the really good goal in the league in the game just gone. A volley. I don't know if you've seen that goal, John. It was a volley from a Stuart Armstrong, Stuart Armstrong cross. Really I didn't good goal. See it, no. Um, try and catch that out it's a really nice goal I actually goal. watched um, a lack of football during the weekend I've matched it the day recorded it. I should go and watch that now anyway yeah I've watched it all as usual mm. I just absolutely fo- footballed out but um, yeah no Ings uh, yeah forget how good that goal was in terms of you know we know what it's about he's got double this game week for sure so it's good it's a good short term transfer regardless then uh, there's talk of Villa getting maybe um, three double game weeks on the bounce so it would be like 25 26 and 27 again it's all kind of speculation might not happen if it doesn't happen i guess it's kind of if you leave a bit of money in the bank you can then go ings to kane for his double um so that might be something i do on the wild card i don't usually so it's not it's not a usual season obviously with these sort of doubles coming up usually i don't like to pen in transfers but this season i'm willing to make exceptions with the likes of like you said maybe getting rid of a leeds player and maybe even the week after so week 26 will be the week after a wild card I'd be happy to even pen in a minus four of, you know, if Ings doesn't get his double, go up to Kane 
and then when we, like you said tweak out one of the uh one of the leeds players and then maybe bring one of these players back in i don't i don't know maybe i'll i'll have other fires to put out and it won't happen but yeah i could actually see myself doing that this year normally with a wild card i kind of my aim is to save a transfer in the following week because you know you should be able to set up for at least two weeks but yeah this season's just different so you have to adapt and be willing to take those hits if they're going to pay off with with big double game week scores i'm sitting here stressing over my team let me just do this little rejiggle while you talk there to the punters and i think i have a draft on um, all right. <laughs> you're like what do I <laughs> say to the punters <laughs> this, uh... Uh, right I'll talk you through it so I'm just having a bit of a funds nightmare here but I'm very very close to having a very sexy draft um, if I take Ward Prize instead of Ings yes 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 Wes we've got it right this is controversial this is a first draft are you ready go for it we've got Martinez and Ariola in goal because I can afford to have the second keeper for the bench boost yeah. Lighten is staying he's obviously got the double yep yeah. Then we've got Salah. I'm going to keep him. Rafinha's coming in. He might be going out again. And I'll have 0.6 in the bank. Maybe to upgrade. Oh, God, what's Barnes? 6.8. Oh, Maybe the minus four will help me with that. Anyway, yeah. Rafinha. Let's do this. On, let's do your draft on Thursday. Yeah, we'll do a proper one on Thursday. Yeah. Fernandez, Son, Bamford, Kane, Watkins. Yeah, nice. But I've only gone two city there is the only issue. But I just think with all the uncertainty... I could actually go sell it yeah. at Sterling and then take that extra money and maybe keep that in the bank for Rafinha to Barnes down the line. Anyway. Yeah, that could work. Or maybe a Salah and Rafinha to Barnes and Sterling going into the double. That works. That actually works. Okay, that's where I'm sitting, Wes. I like it. Um, Have you any thoughts? Have you got a rough, rough draft or rough players that are different than mine that you're definitely thinking of? Um, no, not really. I kind of just said about, I said, you know, kind of my, my draft a minute ago. So should we move on to sort of captaincy this week? Yep. Sounds good. So if that was my team, who would I captain? Well, going into next week, you have to captain one of the doublers, don't you? You have to captain a yeah. Southampton or Leeds player. For me, it's probably going to be Bamford. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So, yeah, again, for me, yeah. So we had questions like sort of Bamford versus Ings. A lot of people are touting about Bamford slash Rafina slash Ings. I think just for reliable reliableness this season, uh, I think probably Bamford. Southampton are playing a bit hit and miss at the minute. I do like Ings as an option, but with the way they're playing, they lose. They've lost a fair. You know, they got spanked by Man United, didn't they? they lo- they've just lost against Wolves. I know Ings scored, so you know that doesn't really matter for FPL. But you know, if the team confidence is down and they have a game where they don't score a goal, and then maybe they only score one goal in the next one, then you know you're kind of limited with what Ings can get. Whereas with Bamford, or to be fair, Rafinha slash Harrison. You know, Leeds could just score. They can score four goals in any game. I'm very confident in that. Even against Arsenal, they got battered four nil. They come back and score two goals. Okay, it wasn't really the FPL assets getting many of the points, but it just shows that Leeds can just score goals. So I think I want a captain from a team that scores a lot of goals. If they score him, you know, Bamford could get back to back braces or something and get a really big score. So yeah, I'm likely to go Bamford. Would I go Rafina over Bamford? I don't think so. Um, so I think Bamford's the the main choice there. Um, yeah, Bamford. Yeah, I think Bamford's the obvious choice. He's where mine is. Like I always say this each week, and it's horrible. Hopefully, it never happens. But if I died now, the captaincy is on Bamford. Yeah. Albeit the wild card hasn't been played, so maybe you'll have to do that for me. But um, Bamford would be my captain. Yeah. And I wouldn't be upset about that. Yeah. I can understand the Rafinha for the extra point. For the goal in midfield, he's looked great. He's getting returns every week at yeah. the minute. Dallas is playing really, really advanced. Yeah. He had a minus one. I'm not going to pick Dallas, but I'd say there'll be some crazy bastards who do. And yeah. do you know what? I wouldn't hold it against them. No, and if you look the the game, was it the game before that? He got a 12-pointer, an assist, and three bonus points, and a clean sheet. Um, so And Leeds, as much as they can, they've conceded a lot of goals this year, but considering how many they've conceded, they've had games where they've they've got a fair amount of clean sheets. You know, we associate Leeds with conceding lots of goals, but they've still got I think seven clean sheets. So they're kind of fe- I think the uh, commentator said it in uh, on Sky the other day. They're kind of a feast or famine team. They, you know, they blow teams away or they get spanked like they did at Arsenal conceding four. So mm. that, there's a risk of, of there with Dallas. But like you said, he's an attacking defender who might get a clean sheet. If he gets a clean sheet plus an attacking return, that's just bonus points. And we've seen someone like Loughton, you wouldn't have expected a 15-pointer there, but he's already on 15 points with another game to go. So he's likely to, or he could, outscore Gundogan this week, who obviously got a 
uh, a monumental score. So, you know, don't write off defenders, especially in double game weeks. Looking at the fixtures in a bit more detail as well, Southampton have Chelsea obviously playing very well defensively and attacking at the minute under Tuchel. And then they have Leeds who again are doing well. So I currently have McCarthy in my team, but if I even if I didn't wildcard, I'd, pro- I'd probably still play Pope, who's my second keeper because they have... And I very rarely do that. I always love to pick double game with players. But yeah, I just don't trust Southampton for clean sheets in those fixtures. Chelsea leads. Maximum one clean sheet there for me, if any. And then, but Leeds fixtures are Wolves, who, um, you know, aren't defensively sound this season. And Wolves and Southampton. So Leeds fixtures are much better than Southampton. So, you know, if you're considering Ings versus Bamford, most all roads sort of lead to Bamford for me. Yeah, I completely agree. It's the safe bet. That's what it is. Yeah. And the uh, Ings pick could be explosive and it could be the pick. And there is a chance. But I think if we're looking yeah. at this from the bookmaker's odds standpoint, Bamford is probably, and I don't have the stats in front of me, Yeah, Bamford based on goal scoring odds and whatever, I would I would actually bet my left nut on it now without looking that Bamford is the safer pick here. Yeah, exactly. And with all these types of things, like some people went Sterling captain over Gundogan this week, just gone. It wasn't necessarily the wrong decision, but so far it hasn't paid off. Who knows what happens in the second game of this double game week, but it's hard with captaincy. It's hard to know exactly, you know, which player will definitely outscore X versus Y. It's very hard to call. You've just got to try and play it, have some logic behind your choices. And then, you know, if Ings outscores Bamford this week, I'll still be happy that I captained Bamford because I'll feel like I made the right decision. It's when you actually look back and think, actually, I've made a mistake there. I made the wrong decision. That's when it annoys me. Do you know what's actually beautiful to see here, just before we move on to talk about our teams? Yeah. Gundawan. And the purple patch he's having. It's lovely to see. Yeah. It is really nice to see. Like, this is a guy, don't actually know what age he is. Look, eyeballing him, I'd say he's probably 28, 29. No, not sure, actually. Let's go look him up. I wonder what age Isle Gondo is. Yeah, you find that and I'll just talk through. Just People probably already know. He's 30. Uh, 30, yeah. But he's got 11 goals, 2 assists in the last 12 games. Before then, his minutes were patchy. He wasn't an attacking midfielder at that point. Then all of a sudden, game week 13 comes into the team and just, yeah, goes on this amazing attacking run. Back-to-back braces against Liverpool and Tottenham as well. So traditionally hard fixtures, two goals at Anfield. And he missed a pen, so if he scores that, maybe a hat-trick. Then he gets two goals against Spurs, even though he only plays 68 minutes because he obviously got injured. And obviously the assist against Spurs because he got fouled for the pen. So, yeah, you know, if he doesn't get injured against Spurs, he might even get another attacking return. So, yeah, he's kind of getting returns that you'd associate with these are Aguero returns for a, a 5.8 or whatever he is. Well, he's 6.1 now. He's gone up so much, but a 6.1 million midfielder getting Aguero type returns. It's mad. Like, but what I like about it is he was all, I always he was always a solid player whenever he came on. He would always have a goal. At, not that he had a goal in him every game, yeah, but he, he would he score that a goal every just, so often. Yeah. He'd be on penalties. Yeah. At Dortmund, he was a bit part player. You know, kind of the same as City. Sub appearances, coming on, grabbing a goal a few times a season. Do you know, the most goals he's ever scored in a season was actually 18-19 with City. He had six. Yeah. Um, but he's already got 11 this year. It's just nice to see because he seems like a nice guy. Um, yeah. But hopefully his injury is not too bad. Yeah, fingers crossed. It'd be nice to see him. Sort of, I'd love to see him and De Bruyne both fitting in that team somehow. Yeah, they ruled, They did before De Bruyne's injury. They'll both yeah. play together when uh, with Rodri De Bruyne's behind. back, I'm sure. Yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, that, that's lethal, actually, in terms of a team. But yeah. We'll move on just to talk about our teams quickly and then wrap this up, Wes, yeah? Yeah, sounds yeah. good. So I'll, I'll take it away, if you don't mind, just because I'm here. I made the transfer to bring in Pope and Cavani um, for my, whoever, I think it was Forster, and I got rid Calvert of... Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin, that was it. Yeah. The Cavani one, the punt didn't pay off. Um, he scuffed a couple of shots. But look, it was always just a one-week punt because I knew it was wild-carding. Martinez yeah. stuck on the bench, going for the Pope with a double. Pope just needs four points to make that not a bad decision against Fulham. Hopefully he gets a few saves. Yeah. Could get a clean sheet, could get another eight-pointer. You never know. Um, so anyway, that they were my transfers. So at the minute I'm sitting on 95 points. I've still got Stones, Cancelo, Loughton and Gundogan. Probably two of them will play. Uh, yeah. But I'm up to 19k. I peaked at about 14k. Nice. Um, but yeah, Antonio didn't play. I've Suchek coming off the bench, which is a shame. Number one, I've Cresswell behind him, which was a mistake. But it could have been worse because of Dallas on the bench, third slot with a minus one. Yeah. But yeah, that that's that's where I'm sitting. So you're probably actually a little bit higher than you think as well because of those three bench points coming in. 
which yeah. isn't obviously isn't huge, but it will probably bump you up a little bit. Obviously, a lot of some other people will have maybe better scores coming in for Antonio. But yeah, I, I do predict that you'll go up maybe. What did you say you were at the minute? 19k. 19k, very good. You probably go up to 17k maybe without. And obviously, you have got players to play tonight, so yeah, wouldn't be surprised to see you around maybe top 14k come the end of the game week. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm actually uh, excited with yeah, not to go on too much about myself and be all self-indulgent, but I'm in a position now no, where it. I've obviously this is the highest rank I think I've ever had. Now maybe yeah. whenever I used to play FPL and not care, there might have been a week or two where I got this sort of high and then fell off. Yeah. But last season was the first season I kind of took it seriously, listened to a lot of content, planned somewhat around like chips and stuff, and I hit fifty yeah. K overall. I'm sitting at nineteen now. Wildcarding into a week with two double game week teams that I'm going to have yeah. at least three or four players from, and then I'm optimizing for a bench boost in 26. I'm hoping I can be top K in the next three weeks. That's that's what I'm hoping, and then it's about retaining that rank and not bombing in 29 and just trying to yeah. see out the rest of the season. Yeah. So it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, no, you've done really well this season. Like you said, last season was pretty decent as well. Was it about 52k, 53k for yourself? Something like that, yeah. Which is a, it's a very good rank and. I think, like you said, because we spoke about this off air, didn't we? Like you're very knowledgeable about football, but you've kind of played FPL as like a for, until last season, and obviously this season where you big into it, kind of as a like a lot of my mates do. Is, it's kind of like an afterthought. They like football first, and then FPL is like secondary. Whereas with someone like myself, FPL's very much primary. Whereas now you've kind of realised that you know it's a lot more intricate than it than it seems. FPL, there's a lot more to it than kind of meets the eye. And it's not just about, you know, picking those players. It is about having that strategy. So, yeah, it's top work. And you are probably about 45 points ahead of me, something like that, 50 points. I will not talk about that, Wes. We'll leave that to the end of the season when you're getting your paintbrushes. Yeah. Um, well, Wes, I've, caught, <laughs> I've, caught, I've caught you up a tiny bit. You're on 98 once the soy check points get added. I'm on 102. Um, so, yeah, I've had a good week. Pope as well. I brought him in a couple of game weeks ago, ready for the double. Who did I bring in this week? I brought in Sterling for soy check. Uh, so yeah hopefully so that's worked out I guess so far and hopefully Sterling can kick on and do something else if he actually plays and doesn't get rotated who knows with Pep Loughton at the back I had Loughton I think I can't actually remember I brought in Loughton when I think Burnley were meant to have the double game week and then was I think it got cancelled their double game week wasn't it when I can't remember like you know when um, I think Fulham had the coronavirus problem or I can't actually remember I could be completely wrong on that you have mentioned him a few times on the pod though in fairness and I think you actually mentioned him as recently as last week before yeah. this so and you know if you look at if you actually watch um the highlights or if you'd watch that game against crystal palace or even look at the stats he was uh, sky sports even flashed up a graphic on like the 85th minute where he was joint top for shots in the game he was uh made the most tackles made the most clearances did did loads of stuff so i was watching that game and from corners he was kind of on the edge of the box trying to get shots away um, if they failed to him he obviously that goal again I don't know if you've seen it but you should it's really really good he makes an inception on the halfway line plays a 1-2 with uh, Rodriguez I think it was after taking on two or three players and like bossing one of them off the ball and then yeah on the volley top corner pretty much so yeah really really nice return there sort of lucky you know to be fair I would have expected if you just said to me before the game who's more likely to score Ben Mee or Loughton I would have said Ben Mee because he has got a goal from a corner in him but you know sometimes that happens in FPL so I'll take that portion of luck Cancelo and Kufel did well clean sheets Kufel could have scored actually for West Ham really uh, went through on goal one-on-one and then just fluffed it Salah Fernandez ticking over I want to speak about those two actually they're kind of they're both obviously really expensive players um, but even they kind of both do the same thing I feel like when their teams aren't playing well or when it looks like they're not going to get anything they still kind of come up with the goods May, not, Salah's let us down a fair few times with a, you know a fair few blanks however he's he's got 17 goals 4 assists so 21, 21 returns it's very good especially his goals obviously get you the more points and uh, Bruno I think has got something like 24 returns or something so those two you can just play them in any game they're going to get returns I, you know, over the course of the season, they'll be their top two point scores, aren't they? So, I kind of you can't lose faith with these guys, even when like their teams aren't playing well. I know we sort of touched upon it earlier, and you know there is a, definitely a good argument for removing Salah, but you can't remove Salah and then you know moan about it if he scores points because he's proven over the course of the season that he's done that. Gundogan was my captain. I did think about Sterling, but Gundogan was the better choice in my opinion, and it just worked out. Won't dwell on that. Uh, but yeah, I was very happy watching that game. 
uh, especially when Sterling assisted him. And again, in the first half as well, could have had another goal. Lookman blanked, fairly unlucky there. Like I said, I'm not that keen on, there's better assets in Fulham now, in my opinion. However, Lookman in that game set up two chances that end up hitting the post, so very close to an assist. And he had a, a shot inside the box that he should have done better with uh, from like, you know, seven yards out. Uh, so you know, out of those three actions, you'd expect at least one of them to end up in a attacking returns for you, but didn't happen. Uh, and Bamford and Watkins up top, who both blanked. But again, yeah, relatively happy with my team, which is why I was tr- kind of trying to hold off on the wild card. And if the fixtures fell my way, um, then maybe going with it. But yeah, as I've got the bench boost left, I do really want to attack that bench boost, and I can't see it landing that I'm going to have like be able to have a really good bench boost even if I do get lucky with the fixtures so yeah I'm 90, 95% wildcarding yeah well it'll be interesting to see how both our wildcards go and how much they differ yeah. if at all <laughs> yeah uh, oh one one last thing just my rank before I can't remember what it is now at the minute as we're speaking half through the game week gone from around 145k or something like that just currently uh, 78k so uh, obviously not where I want to be 78k but at this stage of the season wildcard bench boost left triple captain left uh, and hoping just to kick on in general uh, my aim is now yeah top 10k which I'll be really happy with top 20k I'd again be happy with but yeah gonna aim for the top 10k and just to kind of wrap up the show is we were yeah. chatting in voice messages during the week on a wee analogy that was kind of thrown out there and I think it's quite pertinent in weeks like this yeah where, you know, this episode's been heavy with double game week and blank talk talk, and a lot of sort of reference and people, all the blanks and chances of doubles and chances of this and that. And Some people might be thinking, for God's sake, I just want to pick players and stick a team out. Yeah. And that's fine. But look, if you're here taking the time to listen to an FPL podcast, something's telling me you want to improve your rank. Yeah. And the analogy is kind of this. It's like you go down to the pub with your mate and you just want to play a game of pool. There's always that guy who can just pop balls for fun. But inevitably he snookers himself because he leaves the white in the cushion or he just smashes the ball in and the white goes around and ends up touching one of your balls and he can't get out of the position. Yeah, FPL can be like that where you can go and you can pick guys who hit big scores but at the end of the day you're fucked when the doubles come around or the blanks come around or you burn your wild card too early or you do this and and you just wreck your season and while you might be great at picking players you're going to end up 250k. Yeah, absolutely. Or you can be pretty good at picking players but you strategize ahead you put a bit of spin on the white do you know you position yeah. the white ball after you make the pot and you get yourself into the best position to get the most points possible and that's what fpl is so yeah. weeks like this while they can be heavy in terms of the planning and in terms of the talking four or five weeks ahead of time if you aren't thinking about 26 and 29 now you're probably going to end up losing rank which inevitably yeah. means losing positions in your mini leagues and losing a war so yeah exactly yeah so when you told me that analogy i really liked it and it really sort of resonated with me and also yeah just to touch on that like you said you kind of said like you know it is it's a difficult time of the year and you know i'm not 100 percent set on my players yet but just take the time look at this like i said go to our twitter and look at that retweet look at the graphic in it and then you know have your team maybe on, maybe use your phone and a laptop or an ipad or something and have your team up and then the fixtures on a separate screen so you can actually see right what have i got in the doubles as as things stand how many players have i got in the doubles am i happy with that yes or no how many transfers do i need to achieve that okay i've got two free transfers this week plus i'll have one obviously each week in the next few weeks so you can strategize that way and then look at week 29 okay if i go big for the doubles now will i still have good enough players well yes if i target the teams that we've spoke about already the likes of your spurs your villas possibly fulham uh you know possibly uh leads that sort of thing so it's tough but just take some time over it and do it and like you said uh, then if you do that you're going to achieve a good overall rank and that's how i always another kind of little sort of tip to some people a lot of people focus on their mini leagues and that's fine because it is the most it's at the end of the day it is more important to win your mini leagues in terms of bragging rights and stuff like that but how i do well in my mini leagues is I just forget about them and I actually try and achieve the highest overall rank I possibly can because I think that's the best strategy to then win the mini leagues if you try and tailor it to oh you know I'm 50 points behind my leader in my mini league and he's got Kane so therefore I'm not going to get him you know if Kane ends up smashing it you're going to lose points on you're going to lose out to this guy anyway and then you're going to have a bad overall rank so yeah just try and get the best overall rank you can do and if that ends up winning your mini leagues um, then great well Wes I think that's it for this week so Make sure to come, if you enjoyed this, you might be listening to this actually after we've done the stream, but the stream will be available to watch anyway on the Fantasy Football Hub YouTube channel. Yep. Just search Fantasy Football Hub, you'll find it. 
Um, we're streaming at 8 p.m. on Thursday. That's Thursday the 18th, I believe. And yeah, yeah like and subscribe. Well, like if you're watching this on YouTube, like if you're listening to this on podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. The review's big. It takes literally 10 seconds of your time. Um, you just go to the podcast page, scroll to the bottom, hit the five stars, done. You'll really help us out. And other than that, I suppose, download Fanslide. The link is in the description of this podcast. Um, as we said at the start, you know, there's the three fixtures coming up, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all with cash on the line. It's free to play. Download the app and let us know how you get on. Wes, have you any parting comments? No, that was all perfect. Like you said, yeah, it's going to be a regular occurrence now on Fantasy Football Hub. So, yeah, look out for that. Information will come in tweets, but it's usually going to be a Thursday at 8pm. And like John said, yeah, just go, please give us a five-star review. Like John said, it takes a few seconds of your time. It helps us out. Share us on, you know, shout us out on Twitter. Share us in your WhatsApp groups. All that stuff. Help us grow. And uh, we'll be able to continue bringing you good stuff, hopefully. Absolutely. Well, look, have a great week and we'll chat to you soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers.